The other day, I was thinking back to when I sold drugs for the first time. Crack cocaine was a new thing around the late 80s and going into the 90s. I wasn't new to drugs at all. I had been around it all my life. Going back to the days of free bass and teas and blues and syrup to name a few. Some of the biggest deals of the time were in my house playing cards and partying with my parents and uncles and aunts. I thought it was normal. So naturally when I became of age and wanted to make some real money, I was ready to go from spectator to player. I remember how it all started. The introduction, if you will. In my neighborhood, like most black neighborhoods in Chicago back in the good old days, we had an annual picnic called the Old Timers Picnic. It was always the first Saturday in August, right before school was back in session. It was kind of a community reunion event where people from the neighborhood would get together for food, folks, and fun. It was such a huge thing that even people who had moved away would fly into town for the occasion. It was usually held at a local park. Ours was held at Abbott Park named after American lawyer and founder of the Chicago Defender, Robert Abbott. These annual events were usually funded in part, if not whole, by the local high rollers. It would be food, music, games, prizes, and back-to-school giveaways. I mean, it was the highlight of the summer. This particular summer, I had gotten cut off a bit by the family matriarch financially. I had gotten lazy, didn't want to work at our family businesses. We owned two laundromats, one at 6707 South Racine and one at 824 West 103rd Street, right off 103rd and Halster, right behind the old PG's restaurant. Working at either was a requirement if I wanted to keep wearing Air Jordan starter jackets and eight ball jackets. But it also meant getting up at 5 a.m. and I opted to sleep in. I wasn't living with my mom anymore. I had bucked and thought it wise to try to raise my hand at her. She ended up beating my ass with one hand hold, while holding a beer in the other, with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, but that's another story for another time. So at any rate, I thought it was going to be sweet with the matriarch of the family, but what I forgot is the work ethic that their generation came from. We're talking one generation away from slavery. I thought I'll show them. So I went on my first job interview at Checkers. You know, the old one that used to be on 87 in Stoney, right where the Popeyes is now on the same side of the street as the God, where the Godfather Lounge used to be in that Shell gas station. I walked two and a half miles there and back in the summer heat. It took me about an hour there and an hour back with the same dress clothes on that I wore to my eighth grade luncheon, only to get rejected. The next stop was a Mayor Daly summer job program. Mayor Daly had a summer job program for young people in underserved communities. But the problem is their job only paid $200 every two weeks, and that was before taxes. We cleaned up vacant lots in our local community, and I hated it. After my first paycheck, they never saw me again. So now I'm flat broke, heading into high school with busted down shoes and clothes that my friends and I would swap from time to time. I was absolutely disgusted with my situation and shared as much with my mother the day of the old timers picnic. As she and I headed up to the park, I was fuming. If my dad is such a big time gangster everyone likes to tell me he is all the time, why I see all the other big time gangsters kids riding around in IROC Z28 Camaros and 5.0 Mustangs and nice clothes and jewelry and I look like shit? Why his friends got all the nice stuff and we don't have anything? As we were heading up 94th and Wabash, I believe, I said to my mom in no uncertain terms that I was miserable. Look at my shoes, I remember saying. I can remember the helpless look in her eyes when I told her this. I guess what I said to her got to her because by the time we got to the park, we made pit stops to all my dad's friends who were high rollers. And she was telling them one by one, put my son to work. My dad was away at school for an extended stay, if you know what I mean. Anyway, I can see that some did not want the responsibility or just didn't want to be bothered. 
but one did. We did a field interview right there on the spot. He told me my salary, my hours, and that I was re to report to duty at 95th and LaSalle at 0800 hours that Monday morning. I was happier than a hooker at a truck stop. I'm about to make three times what the city paid me in one week. Let's go. Wait until I tell my friends. Monday morning, I was up bright and early. I know what some of y'all are thinking. I wouldn't get up early to work the family business, but I get up early to sell drugs, right? But out the door I go. I couldn't get up there fast enough. I'm doing a two-step the whole way there. So I get there. I meet with the boss. We went through the orientation, so to speak, what was expected of me, and I was off and running. I had never seen anything sell so fast in my life. I also realized quickly that I needed to learn how to count money to get the proper change back even faster. The funny thing about the whole story is the first day I got a counterfeit $10 bill and was somehow short $20, but he gave me a pass because it was my first day. The end of the week came. I got my first paycheck and the weekend off. Man, I was happy. First stop, I went and got my finger waves done. Then I ran off people to get my first pager. Then I went to 87th Street to City Sports for some clothes and shoes. I thought I was Nino Brown. I remember thinking, now this is what the fuck I'm talking about. I can't wait until Monday to get back to work. So I thought, Monday morning, I'm right back to work. I kind of got the swing of things, got my rhythm. Hey, let's go. So I'm crossing the middle of the street. I look down the cell where I was working, and I noticed something particularly odd. At least a dozen Chevy boxcars and Chevy Caprice bubbles riding bumper to bumper at a high rate of speed towards my direction. I quickly look to the left down the T of the alley leading to the next block over, and I see the same type of cars speeding by. Then I look to the right down the T of the alley leading to the block over and see even more cars speeding by. I also noticed something else. Everyone was running but me. At this point, it dawned on me. Maybe it would be a good idea for me to start running too. So off I go, drugs in one hand and money in the other. I remember running so damn fast that I forgot where I was running. Hey, but I got away. I ran all the way home. I sat on my bed in the basement trying to catch my breath. I got crack in one hand and cash in the other. I had literally swept the finger waves out of my hair. I remember thinking, this is a part of the game they forgot to tell me about, that I'll be in an episode of Cops, the special edition. In my mind, after that traumatic experience, I had earned a few unscheduled days off. Mind you, I lived more than half a mile away in about a 15-minute walk, meaning I didn't live anywhere near the danger, but I still thought I needed to lay low. So, there I stayed, in the house playing Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers, only leaving out for an occasional trip to get a burger or two. Keep in mind, I had spent all my money over the weekend, and the only cash I had on hand was the boss's money, plus his product. I figured I could use some of his money for hazardous duty pay and per diem. To show you how green I was, I literally didn't think it was anything wrong with disappearing for three days with someone else's product and money and using some of that money for food and beverages. So, after three days of no call, no show, and unexcused absences, I thought maybe I should head back up top to see if the coast is clear and get back to work. I figured I'd still get paid for the full week. After all, it wasn't my fault that the block was hot, right? So I make it to 95th and LaSalle, like nothing wrong. Everything looked back to normal. I thought I was going right back to work, but I noticed everybody was looking at me like I had three pair of eyes. So one of the old timers said, man, where you been, little dice? You been missing an action. We thought you got caught or ran off with the pack. I said, no, nah, Jack, and I literally said Jack like I wasn't a whole kid. They threw down, so I had to split, you did. Give it a few days to cool off, daddy-o. To this day, I'm not sure why he gave me a strange look. 
I'm not sure if it's what I did or what I said. It was probably both. I was a strange kid, you know, an old man in a, in a boy's body. So the boss walked up, told me, let's take a walk. I think at this point it finally dawned on me that I fucked up. Now I'm wondering if I'm about to get fucked up. Daddy's friend or not, this is business. When we got to the T of the alley, I explained to him what had happened. He said to me, look, little rat, this ain't for you, you dig. I hired you because of your old man and dead. That's my girl. He went on to give me a long lecture on how the gang works. At this point, he asked me what I had. So, hey, I turned it over to him, minus what I considered hazardous duty paying per diem, which irritated him even more. He said, all right, little dice, I'll see you around, Jack, and walked away. So here I am, standing in the middle of an alley. It took me all of 30 seconds to realize I had just got fired for calls. So here I go, standing on the corner of 95th LaSalle, looking like a kid who just got his bike stolen. I remember thinking, I should have lied and said I threw that stuff and kept it for like a severance package. And years later, I learned that's what everybody else was doing that work for somebody. If they got chased and the police got behind them and they got away there, just come back and say they threw the product and the money and they lost it. And then, you know, cuff it later and keep it for themselves. But I didn't know any better. So I'm thinking now, like, what the fuck am I going to do? You know, I got a taste of money. I damn sure didn't want to be a broke again. I had bragged my friends about my newfound wealth. My mom had stuck her neck out for me. I managed to fuck it all up in less than seven business days. Then out of the store comes another one of my pop's oldest friends, LC. God rest his soul. He asked me, what's wrong, little dice? I told him I had screwed up. Then he gave me some comforting words, and he said, take a walk with me, little dice. He said, I'm going to introduce you to some people and get you back to work. Sure enough, I was back on the clock, making double what I made on the sale. Little did I know that I was entering a game that would take as much as it gives, and that by the time I was done a decade later, I would leave just like I came, with absolutely nothing. This is A Few Minutes with Mike. Thank you all for listening, and as always, be cool and be careful.